Harper. Hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes! Harper! The swing of his life! Bryce Harper has the Phillies on the verge of the World Series. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joining us now is MLB Dream, baseball contributor at FTN Bets. And Dream, Bryce Harper is returning to the Phillies tonight. Yeah, it's a tough matchup going up against the Dodgers. But, hey, look. It's Bryce Harper, and he's a really good baseball player. And the Phillies really do need him, given where the, where they stand in the division. With his return, what are you expecting from him, and what are you expecting from the Phillies going forward? I mean, this is huge for him, for the Phillies, right? He's back, what, a month or two early? And their lineup really needs it. He, he'll add a bunch of depth, obviously, to that lineup hitting one, the three or the four hole. I honestly don't know what to expect from him at first. I don't know if he's 100% or exactly how he's feeling. I mean, I know he was cleared, so he has to be obviously healthy enough to play. I assume he'll be DHing for a little while. I don't know if I heard if he's going to be cleared to uh, to play the field yet. Um, but, man, their lineup really needs this boost, and it'll be huge for them. I'm a little bit more curious to see how the uh, rotation shakes out. They had Strom on, like, a pitch limit in his last outing. I don't know if we'll see more of the same today. I kind of think that they should keep him in the rotation and maybe uh, remove Walker. So I think that's kind of a bigger issue right now for the Phillies is that rotation. Uh, Dream, I know you had an angle on a Baltimore KC. The O's minus 150 favorites, total sitting at nine. How are you betting that game today? Yeah, I went ahead and bet the Orioles at a minus one, I think minus 123 this morning. I think they have a pitching advantage, obviously, with Wells, who's – Kind of underrated. Uh, he had a good year last year, especially in the second half. So I think the Orioles, uh, this is kind of a good spot for them. We see that they have one of the best records in baseball. Not really sure I expected that. But I think they'll continue to beat up on the you know, on the bottom feeders in the majors and kind of have trouble against the uh, better teams in the league. So I do like the Orioles here. And I was kind of looking at their uh, team total as well, the over. But I'll need to look more into the weather and the umpire there. Verlander making his debut this week for the Mets. How do you think that impacts their rotation? I mean, it's absolutely huge for them. Going into the season, we all thought that this was the Mets' strength, was their their rotation. And then yesterday, after two days off, playing their you know biggest rival in the Braves, they scheduled a bullpen game for game one. Now, I know that Scherzer's suspension kind of had a lot to do with that, but in one of the biggest games of the season for them so far, they – barely patched together a bullpen game, which is obviously horrible for them. And they went ahead and lost that game. It eventually split the doubleheader. But, I mean, they really need a boost to the rotation. So this will be big for them. Someone to eat innings up and, you know, take a little uh, stress off that bullpen as well. Dream, we are in an era where the Yankees are in last place in the American League East. <laughs> and to make matters worse, Aaron Judge has been placed on the 10-day IL not to mention the fact that they, they were already banged up in that lineup to begin with. And so now you take out their defending MVP. I mean, are there some Yankees team totals that we need to be taking seriously as far as unders are concerned? Do you feel like the market is caught up to this information? What are you going to do about the Yankees going forward? I mean, honestly, I was close to the under last night, and I – was really close to the Yankees' money line as well, and, and I ended up leaving that off. I'm probably just going to kind of stay away from them for a little bit. I couldn't hide my smile as an Orioles fan. It's it's nice to look at the standings and see the Red Sox <laughs> and the Yankees at the bottom. I, I just can't help it. Um, Again, I think they're still over 500, though. So, I mean, the division's just a wagon. 
But for now, I'm, I'm probably staying away for the most part or kind of looking at unders. Um, today I went ahead and ooh, I don't know how I'm going to pronounce this Ricky's name. I'm not even going to try. For the uh, Guardians, I went ahead and bet his uh, strikeout <laughs> prop at, <laughs> at four and a half. The Yankees strike out uh, pretty a decent amount against righties, and with a righty-heavy dominated lineup, I think he could get five or six here for us. Baby, baby, something like that. Uh, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's another team that was like favored that to win. There you go. Uh, yet another team that was favored to win their division, and I didn't see many people picking against them. I, I did see people picking against the Yankees. I didn't see many people picking against the Cardinals in, in the NL Central. How are you handling this team after one month? They're still in the basement, and uh, they are favored today, slight favorites over the Angels. Yeah, that's a surprise. Um, I like the Brewers a little bit going into the season. Um, I was a little nervous about the Cardinals' rotation, but everybody expected them to hit a lot better than they have so far. So I think that's the biggest surprise. Obviously, I don't expect them to finish in last, and I don't expect the Pirates to be at the top too much longer. Um, well, they're facing the Rays now, so I think that'll drop them a little bit. But I bet the Brewers, I think, plus 125 or plus 150 to win the division a week or two ago. And honestly, anything around even money there now with the, kind of, with the Pirates surging, I'd still like Milwaukee. I don't expect the Cardinals to be this bad, but, I mean, you know, we're a month in now, and they have, what, nine or ten wins? So they kind of have to get it going soon here. What are some of your favorite things to bet on lately? First fives, uh, run line or money line has been something I've liked, and today it's there's like five candidates. Um, anything you have your eye on that we haven't touched on that uh, really stood out to you so far today? Um, I do. I think generally I do like to look at a bunch of K props um, a little bit. I'm starting to look into more out props and things like that. It's just there's just so much to look into. So you, it's really mm -hmm. just about having time. Um, I bet the Orioles minus one and the rest for now has just been um, some strikeout props. I bet uh, Lucchese over four and a half. I think the Tigers are, have the second or third highest strikeout percentage versus righties. Miller over five and a half for the A's as well. And I'll start looking into um, some sides here once we get off, but maybe a, a Twins. And actually what I've been doing is, so Joe Ryan's, I think strikeout prop is at six and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I like the Twins money line, and I would probably maybe tease him down to five and a, over five and a half, over 5K, sorry, and probably try to get something around even money or not too much higher than minus 115. So that's kind of something new that I've been doing this year. You know, it's interesting when we're looking at, say, outside of first five bets that there are a lot of bullpens in baseball this season that seem a little bit more volatile. I know they seem volatile pretty much every season, uh, but in particular, this one feels really hard to track down. But are there bullpens that you feel comfortable automatically tailing or automatically fading in key spots? I think automatically fading, I think the Reds probably come to mind Um Oakland, they have a couple good arms, and that's really it. You got to look at the usage and see who's available for that game. And also, a, another good point is teams will throw out different relievers depending on the game situation, right? Like if you're going to see a different bullpen if the team's up by one or two than if they were down three or four. Um, and I think we've seen that a lot with Tampa. They're, not, I believe, they had the second worst Sierra in baseball as far as bullpens go. And I think that's something that they've just been winning by so much that they really haven't had to use many of their high leverage guys in certain situations this year. So I wouldn't necessarily pay too much attention to Tampa's numbers at this point as far as a bullpen goes, and I feel pretty confident in their pen. Are there any pitchers, uh, you know, younger guys, that usually takes the market a little bit longer to adjust where you feel like you have some sort of an edge? Any specific pitchers that, that come to mind 
that uh, you have been betting on early that have done well for you? Well, Lucchese isn't necessarily a young guy, but he was out of baseball for, I think, two years. So that first game, I think it was four and a half of plus money against the Giants or one of the top strikeout teams versus lefties. That was pretty easy. As far as young guys go, we have a couple today. Um, I don't think they posted a line for the Guardians starting pitcher in the first game. I saw it live at four and a half at plus 125. He's a guy that I'll really uh, try to back here as long as we keep getting the four, four and a halves. Um, mm-hmm. And then Miller for, for Oakland. I mean, he has great minor. I mean, dude, he's hitting like 100, 101 on the corner. So he has great stri- strikeout stuff as well. He's another kid that I'm backing today. What about the futures market? Is there anything that you've bet on or that you have your eye on right now? Maybe a team you could buy a low on? So I haven't, I don't think the Brewers was the last futures bet I put in there. I've been trying to look into the uh, AL Central. We talked about how bad the White Sox have been, uh, you know, before we yeah. came on. The Guardians, I don't really know what's going on with their offense, right? It's, last year, they weren't like one of the best scoring teams, but they were at least very disciplined, uh, made a lot of contact, stole bags, and didn't strike out much. It's not really the case this year. So I am liking the Twins in that division. I really don't want to pay anything higher than minus 150. Uh, but I do think when I was looking last week, there was a little bit of value there. You know, I wonder when it when it comes to, say, the Guardians, that the schedule is different this year. You play everybody, and you're not playing within your division very much, and the bottom of the Yale Central is still pretty atrocious. I wonder how much of that matters in terms of, say, looking at the Guardians and maybe even, like, trying to add sample to the Twins where you go, okay, they were beating up on bad ball clubs last year. Maybe the data is a little flawed. I mean, that's a great point, right? And I also think that schedule and so far who the teams have played so far this year has a lot to do with where they're standing now. I mean, for example, I think the Rays are 17-2, and 18-2 and two versus teams under 500. So I, that's something I actually want to do is look a little bit more into the schedule that, that who they've played because I think that has a lot to do with where they're standing now. And I think that's also going back to the AL East, you're going to continue to see everybody above 500 given the weaker schedule this year and, and just the strength of the opponents. How at, at this point, we're about five, six starts in for most most pitchers. Uh, how much are you looking at some of the peripherals compared to like ERA or some of the numbers that, that your average Joe fan looks at? Like, for instance, today with Elder, he's a 217 ERA, but it's expected ERA is north of five. Or, or there's some buzz about Ashcraft for the Reds. He's a big underdog against San Diego. Now, some of the peripherals don't love him as much, even though – he, he looks to be one of the better young pitchers in the game. Uh, how much are you looking at, at that at this stage in the season? I'm looking at it a decent amount, right? I'm still looking at last year's data and still, you know, their career numbers to kind of see where you, you expect them to be. But, I mean, Ashcraft is a perfect example. I think he has the second or third largest difference between ERA and FIP so far this year. And he shows, I mean, significant regression. Who knows if the Padres will be the team that, you know, will kind of put a couple on them. But that is something that I think is, is significant, even at this point in the season when we're only like 30 or 35 innings pitched in for these guys. Um, I do have a lean to the Padres. Not sure I want to pay all that juice, and yeah. I, I doubt I'll want to play a run line either. So that's kind of like a spot where I'll stay away, but it doesn't look great for Ashcraft when you dive into his numbers. Yeah, looking at uh, strength of schedule like you were talking about earlier, Dream, uh, the Red Sox have had the toughest go of things, but that offense looks absolutely amazing and so I wonder if there's something there as far as uh to make the postseason the Padres are fourth uh with the strength of schedule of 536 
getting Tatis back, getting him back into the fold. He had his first home game in forever yesterday. Uh, is it a time to sort of look at the Padres a little bit more seriously? I think so. I think the odds will probably look a lot different a week from now. And not only do they get Tatis back, Musgrove is big, not only for the rotation, but it adds depth to the bullpen as well, moving either Lugo. I think they moved Martinez to the bullpen. And he, what, came out and threw two shutout innings in Mexico City, which is probably the most impressive thing we saw over that weekend series with the altitude there. But I do think if you were to buy the Padres, the time would be now. MLB Dream, baseball contributor at FTN Bets. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we dive into tonight's MLB card and we give our thoughts on Bryce Harper's return. You're listening to the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.